This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com So welcome everyone. I'd like to discuss one thing that's very uh, needed in order to understand this week's parasha. Alright? This is what I'm telling you right now. Listen. There was once a little boy about the age of nine and he came home from his house and he sees his he sees his sister she's eating a lollipop and the the the, the sister says oh the lollipop is so so great and there's that so the boy says listen my dear sister can i have can i have some uh, can i have a lick she says no i'm finishing the lollipop you're not getting so the brother is waiting and the brother's waiting and then finally she sees that the sister didn't finish the lollipop and the sister threw the lollipop in the garbage. And after she threw the lollipop in the garbage, the brother that's nine years old goes into the garbage, takes the lollipop, and he starts like licking the lollipop. The mother starts flipping out. She says, what? What are you doing? We don't take food from the garbage. Where did you learn it from? I want to know the boy who, who taught you this right now. I know it's somebody from school. I want to know now. I'm going to go tell the principal. I'm going to go tell the teacher. Where did you learn this from? Taking food out of the garbage? This is what was going on. And the boy says to the mother, Ma, I'm telling you, nobody taught me from school. Nobody told me that. Got quiet them down, please. Says, nobody, nobody told me that. So he says, uh, so, he says uh, so, so how'd you learn that? You don't just get something from nowhere. You know, by the way, in life, you should just know in general, people don't get things from nowhere. It comes from somewhere. Where do we know that? The end of Mesechet Sukkah speaks about Bilgah, how she kicked the, you know, the, the, one of the, one of the, the, the bars for the, for the Beit HaMikdash, she kicked it. And, and, and what they do? She kicked him his Bayach. And she says, Lucas, Lucas, look, you can't save the Jewish people with, 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 with all this Quran that we're giving you. And she kicked him his back. And it says over there that the, their Mishmar, whoever Mishmar she came they locked it up. It says, why are you locking it up? What did the Mishmar do? It says, must be she learned it from somewhere. She learned it from there. So, so, so where did this boy learn it from? They're trying to figure out. You have to learn it from somewhere. Where did you learn it from? And the boy says, I learned it from the cat. It says, what? I learned it from the cat. He says, what are you learning from a cat? says, there was a cat, he was scrumishing, and he found a, a can of tuna, and he was eating it from the garbage. says, listen, if he could eat tuna from the garbage, I could eat the lolly from the garbage. says, you fool! You're learning from the cat? You're not a cat! You're a human being! You're a human being! And that's this week's parasha, parashat mishpatim. You're going to ask, how does that connect to the parasha? I'll explain. Listen and listen good. It says that if a person stole, one of the ways to become an Evidivri, one of the ways is a person stole. And he can't pay back. He, can't, he doesn't have money to pay back. So what does the Bed Deen do? The Bed Deen sells him to somebody else as an Evid, as a slave. And that money that, from the sale, it gives to the person who he stole from. Let's say for example, he stole uh, $20,000. And all of a sudden now he can't pay back. So what do we do? Bedin says, you have to pay him back. So we sell him as an Evid, we get $20,000 from it, and that $20,000, what we're going to do is, we're going to give it back to him, and he's a slave. You hear that? 
that's what happens. So you're going to buy the Eved Ivri, here's 20,000, that 20,000 is going to go where? It's going to go to the person who stole the 20,000 and that, that's how we'll pay back. Aye, and what does the Torah say? Everybody knows. What does the Torah say? The Torah says like this, listen. The Torah says, if for example, you're drinking wine, and by the way, there's different bottles of wine. You can get, you can get old bottles of wine. The, the older the wine, the more hashuv it is. And you can get new bottles of wine. So let's say you're on the, on the table, and now you're pulling off a crazy bottle of wine. The halacha says, you can't tell him, the Evid, he's a slave. He's a Jewish slave. You can't tell him, oh, by the way, you'll take the, you can't pour him old wine. You have to pour him the same wine that you're drinking. And you say to yourself, what do you mean? He's my slave. I'm going to give him the same wine as I'm drinking? What are you talking about? He's my slave. I, I'm, I'm opening up a, a, a $300 bottle of wine. And you're telling me I have to give him the same, uh, uh, same wine? You're having a crazy steak. Halakha says, which one are you getting? The Wagyu where they did the, the massage on the cow. Well, what is that? That's the Wagyu? No, what is that? Is that, that true? They massage the cow for 24 hours. They did. I don't know what they do over here. They have different types of ways. Of so, 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 so they make this whole situation and now it's age and this and that. And all of a sudden you're sitting there. The, the steak costs you who knows what. Crazy amount of money. And Allah says, you have to give the slave the same amount. I want to understand. Could you explain me what's the understanding of the Torah to, to, to say that as a halakha? What's the understanding from the Torah's perspective that that's halakha. What? Not only that, there's another halakha that, let's say for example, you see a slave. You bought a Jewish slave, and you see the slave, your Jewish slave, he's not doing much work. So you really don't need a cup of tea. You don't need tea. But what you say to yourself, like, this guy's doing nothing, I'm not going to let him sit around and do nothing. Oh, by the way, make me a cup of tea. And now he makes you a cup of tea, and then he sees you don't drink it. So you worked him for nothing. You know, it's a suit from the Torah to do that. Torah says, you know, imagine like, what? Why can't I do it? I bought him. I bought him as a slave. I have him for six years. That's, that's, that's my, that's my, uh, what I want to do. No. Torah says you have to respect him. You have to give him the same wine, the same steaks, the same food, the, even, even a bed. You go and say, I'm going to sleep. You know, you ever go to a nice, you ever, you ever have a nice bed? You ever go to like one of these nice, crazy, you have a crazy bed with pillows, the down feathers, you know what I'm talking about? The down feathers, you know, and the down, 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 down uh, thing, all oh, 100% goose feathers. Crazy. Now they have uh, crazy blankets, they have, uh, I don't know, all these wild things they have. And now you say, okay, fine, what do you give you? You, you give him a cotton, uh, cotton pillow. No, you're not allowed to give him a cotton pillow. You got to give him a goose Goose feather. You, you, you having goose feather? You have to give him goose feather. What do you mean? I'm going to sleep. Even when I'm sleeping, I have to think how I'm going to make him go to sleep? I don't understand. You know, you want to know what the answer is? Please listen to this very, very carefully. I'm going to tell you the answer right now. The answer is we have to go in the psychic mind of the Jew who stole. You stole. What is in his mind? What is in his psychic mind that he went to stoop so low to steal? What did he do? And you know what the answer is? The answer is, must be he doesn't know his importance. Must be he doesn't know who he is. Just like the guy that we started with, the little boy, 
He came home and he took his, his sister's lollipop from the garbage. What are you doing? Oh, I learned it from the cat. He took my, uh, food from the garbage. I'm taking food from the garbage. You're heaven and earth different. You're a cat. He's a cat and you're a human. She says, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're stealing? Where are you learning these things from? Do you know who you are? You're a Jew. You have Samuel King. You have a, a piece of God in you. A person that has a piece of God in him will never stoop so low to steal. Must be you don't know who you are. And therefore the Torah goes out of its way. And the Torah says, now that you bought him, now that you bought him, we want you to show who he is. So therefore he's in your house and you're giving the best cup of wine. And he, and he says to himself, wait, why are you giving me the best cup of wine? I stole. And he gave me the best cup of wine? And he tells the guy, yes, because you don't know your value. You have a neshama in you. And therefore, if you knew who you are, you would never have come to steal. The only reason why you did this sin is because you don't know your value. And a lot of times in life, we sell ourselves short because we don't know what's within us. We always sell ourselves because we don't believe in ourselves that we can do. And that's the biggest, biggest, if you would say, what's the number one failure of humanity? This is it. That we don't believe we can do it. Because if you really believe that you have so much kohod in you, the sky is the limit. You'll never stop. But the problem is, we don't believe. You say to yourself, who am I? But if you learn the Mesilah Yeshari, go look, if you study the first parak of the Mesilah Yeshari, towards the end of the first, it's not long. Go look it up. It says that Hashem blew into you, every Jew, a Neshama, and our Neshama, our soul, is greater than, than the angel himself. Could you believe right now that you have within you something that's greater than an angel? You know what an angel is? You have something within you that's greater than an angel. And that's why when a person does a, a, a sin, he feels bad. What do you feel bad about? It's the inside of you that feels bad. And when you do good, let's say you do, you know what they say? The most selfish thing that you can do in your life, the most selfish thing for yourself is to help somebody else. Why? Because when you help somebody else, you feel good. You feel good. So, let's say for example, a person, is, it's hard for him to walk. You see him with crutches. You see him with crutches. You know? And you see him, he, he's walking into the bank. He's walking into the bank, and usually the bank, they have, a, a, what's it called, automatic doors. All of a sudden, this bank, it sees a sign. Automatic doors broken, please push. <laughs> oh, now it's broken. The guy with the crutches, now it's broken. He goes to the bank every... By the way, it happened to me. I'm happy, 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 legit, the true story happened to me. I was like, now it's broken? Now it's broken? I was like, I'm, I'm there like that. I'm like, what's going on? All of a sudden, you see a guy, all of a sudden, he holds the door, and he's this and he's that. I'm saying, thank you. And all of a sudden, you see, he, he, he's, so, he's so, you see in his face that he's so satisfied. And, and you wonder, like, why is he so satisfied? Because deep down, he's helping you, and he knows that you can't automatically do that. And since he's helping you, he feels good. What feels good about him? When you help other people, what feels good about you? You know what feels good about you? Because you have within you a neshama, and that neshama is talking to you. We know, back in the day, Rabbi Miller used to say that he remembers when he was a young boy, that after, one time he was at night, and he heard, after tefillah, after they prayed Arbit, one, one, one older man tells the older man, says, wow, what an Arbit I have. 
You know, what do we do? We go after the restaurant. What a steak. Oh my goodness. Wow. You tasted the kibbeh? Unreal. Right? You had the dessert to fly. Wow. Right? What do they, what do, the olden times, what do they do? They say, wow, how geshma, how awesome was the arbit. What's, why are they saying that? Because when a person put his full kohot in it, puts his full energy in it, you will feel good. You know the tzaddikim, when I, this is, test me on this, and it'll be proven. Test me on it, guaranteed. Badukum nuseh. Listen to this. If you would have kavanah on something, let's say you're drinking uh, Coke, you're drinking, uh, you eating a cookie, and you have full kavanah, or you have full kohot, Baruch, Ata, Hashem, Elokenu, Melech, Haolam, and you're really having kavanah, really, really, we owe you kohot, and you think about Hashem, that you create all this, all this mazon that I can be full with, I guarantee you, that berachah will, 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 will be more satisfying than the cookie itself. The berachah that you make with your full kawach will be more satisfying than the actual thing that you're eating. How could that be? How could that be? How could that be? It doesn't make sense. The answer is, it's the neshama that's talking. It felt so good. It feels more than the actual uh, food they're eating. That's when a person has a good learning. Hey, go ahead. You sit there a good hour. Feel just, you feel, just feel good. What'd you do? What'd you do? All of a sudden, there's something in you that you did something so good. You feel it's just rejuvenating. It's just like, uh, amazing. When you... Uh, accomplish something that's against your, your nature. Let's say you fight a, a test that you have. All of a sudden you feel good. What happened? Why do you feel so good about it? What, what are you feeling so good about? You know, the answer is very simple. It's simple. It's because you, you, you're neshama that's within you. And guess what? When you know what's in you, and you know, you believe that you have so much potential and so much strength in you, you will do things that you couldn't even imagine. And that's why we say we go to the psychic of this slave. And we say, Juju, why did you steal? How do you steal? Oh, you stole because you don't know how great you really are. I have to show you how great you really are. Come to me, I'll buy you. Six years you'll stay with me. And I'll treat you with the utmost respect. And you're going to be thinking 24-7, wait, 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 wait. One second, I, I, I just don't understand. I stole and you're giving me the same bottle of wine that you're drinking? I stole and you give me the same steak? I stole and you give me the same fe- uh, down, down, down uh, comforters as you? Yes, because you don't know who you are. I have to show you. I have to elevate you to show you who you really are. And when you know that, and when you see that, all of a sudden the person gets elevated. When he goes after six years from this person's house, he won't steal anymore. Why? Because he's elevated. You know, there was a boy, and he became a doctor. And they asked him later on, Dr. So-and-so, how'd you become a doctor? He says, when I was six years old, ever since I was six years old, my mother... Wherever I would go, I would say, they would ask me, what's my name? I would say, Jack. And my mother would always say, no, 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 you're not Jack. You are Dr. Jack. Because she wanted him to be a doctor so badly. And every, every time, it was, it was six, seven, eight, nine. And then eventually, in his mind, he said, you know what, I can do it. 
I'm Dr. Jack. And he became Dr. Jack. That's how he became. He became the doctor. How do you become a doctor? Because his mother in his mind is saying, you can be it. You can make it happen. If you really believe in yourself that you can do it, you can do it. And therefore, we treat the Ebedivri such on a high pedestal. Why? Because we want to tell him, you don't know who you are. Let me show you who you are. Because one of the Pesukim in the Torah says, Ve'yigba libo bedarke Hashem. What does it mean, Ve'yigba libo bedarke Hashem? You have to feel good. In serving Hashem, you have to feel good. You know what I just did? What'd you do? I learned a Tosafot. Wow! Wow! You know, there was, how did Siyum, this past Sukkot, somebody made a Siyum in, in one of my neighbors on Siyum Ashas. And I asked, I remember asking, he's, around, he's about 50, 52 years old. And I asked him, I said, you know, you said something in your speech very nice. What was that again? Repeat it. And he says like this. Because ever since he was a young boy, every time he finished like Mishnayot, his mother made the biggest party for him. I just finished the uh, Mishnayot. No, no, you mean you just finished No, you know what you did? You know what you did? Wow! He made the biggest deal. So he felt the love. He says, wow, this is a really big thing. And therefore automatically gave him motivation to go and go and go and go and go. And that's what we're telling the Eved We're not just spoiling him and giving the best of the best just as the owner. We're trying to teach him the reason why you sin because you don't believe who you are. You think you're like that cat that ate from the garbage. You're not a cat. You're much greater than a cat. And the Torah keeps on saying the same thing about Kavod of Adam. I'll bring you another proof to this. Let me say. It says, What does that mean? When we free the Eved Ivri, when we free him, after the six years are up, we free the Eved, free the Eved Ivri. But now when we're freeing the Eved Ivri, we say his wife goes out free as well. His wife goes out free. That's what, that's what we say. Now, now there's Rashi. Very interesting Rashi. Rashi says, we never said his wife, like, where did his wife come in from? Like, what just happened over here? His wife goes out free, like, like what does his wife have to do with anything? Only when he's leaving, David is leaving, we'd say, Why are you saying, oh, from here you see, you know what, you know, you know, you know what she says? That when you buy an Eved Ivri, when you buy a Jewish slave, and he's married, you also have to support his wife and his kids. That's the Talakha says, if you buy an Eved Ivri, you have to support his wife and his kids. Yeah? So the question is, what's, what's, the, what, what's, what, what's wife, what, what, wife and kids? Like, like, what's going on? So if that's the case, how come you didn't tell me that earlier? When you first bought them. The Torah doesn't say that. The Torah only says it when? Only when the Eved is completely free, we say, we learn after he's free. Oh, by the way, the, the halakha says that the, the, the owner has to support his wife and kids. Why are we doing that? Why don't you say when you buy an evidivri, you have to support the wives and kids? You, we know that. But the way we know that is only after he leaves. Like, like, like why are you telling me that? Oh, by the way, the owner, tell me that when you first buy him. Of course. You know, the, you, know, you, know, you know what the answer is? The answer is that we want to save the dignity of the lady. No lady wants to be supported by any other man besides her husband. No lady in the world wants to be supported besides any other man besides her husband. She, she wants to get supported from her husband. That's the, that's the dignity of a lady. Oh, who supports you? Oh, uh, no, you want to be supported from your husband. So therefore the Torah knows that. 
And the Torah knows all this. So therefore, to protect the dignity of the lady, we're trying to hint out in a roundabout way, once she leaves, we say, oh, the halakha was the whole entire time that she was being supported. But we only told you that only when she left. Why? To save her dignity. Because once she left already, now she knows her husband's going to support her from now on. Okay, she's free. Now her husband's going to support her. It's not an embarrassment anymore because she knows her husband's going to support her anymore. It's just to save the dignity of the lady. Do you realize what's going on over here? How, how, how protective of, of honor that the Torah has for people? Let me tell you a story about the Beta Levi. The Beta Levi was from the Brisk dynasty. The Brisk, you had Beta Levi, you have Rav Chaimi Brisk, you had the Brisk Rav. What happened? The Beta Levi, many years ago, when he would travel with Rav Chaimi Brisk also, only when they were in, in their town, they would wear the rabbi garments. The rabbi wears a special hat, wears a special uh, right suit. But when they would leave the town, they would dress like regular people. They would dress like regular people. So the Beit Levi one time, he went, he was traveling in the cold. Josh, listen to this. He was traveling in the cold weather. It was really, really freezing. And he's in the middle of the way, and he now... He says that it became, he became bitterly cold. He says, he was traveling a long time. He told, he said, if I, tra- if I continue traveling, this is mamash pikuach nefesh, it's mamash sakana nefeshot. I can't do it. He says, I can't do it. That's what he says. Okay. What happens? Listen to this. The Beit Levis finds an inn. Hotel. He finds an inn. And he knocks on the inn's door and, and says, uh, can I come in? He says, sorry, all the rooms are sold out. There's no room for you. He says, I understand, but it's fashot. It's life and death. I must stay here. Did anybody ever get stuck in, 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 in a snow blizzard? Anybody? Anybody here? I can tell you firsthand, I got stuck one day outside in a snow blizzard. I, I myself got it. And I was like, I would say I was 28, 27. I'll never forget that day. It was, I was walking, I was literally on Ocean Parkway. It was so, like a real blizzard. I'm not talking about the, you know, a, little bit, uh, a little bit of wind. I'm talking about wind where, 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 where the snow was coming in your face. And after one block, I was like, <sighs> I said, Hashem, help me. I cannot walk. This is Sakanat Nefashot. Help me now. I'll never forget, in the middle of Ocean Parkway, a guy pulls over on Ocean Parkway. I'll never forget who the guy is. Regular SY guy pulled over. He saw me. I don't know how he saw me. He saw me. I really don't know how. He opened up his window. He says, get in. I was like, I am. Trust me. I opened up the door. I'm like, you saved my life. You saved my life. Do you know what kind of, It's crazy. It's wild. Wild. It's wild. And ever since, ever, ever, ever since that day, every time I see him, I give him the most on, the most kavod, like this guy, he literally saved my life. You don't know what it is, the snow blizzard. And now you have the Beta Levi, he's walking in the snow blizzard, he says, this is Sakanat Nefeshot, this is Sakanat Nefesh. He says to the inn owner, he says, I'm sorry, I have to stay. Figure it out, I gotta get some room, I gotta stay here, I'm not leaving. It's Sakanat Nefeshot. So this guy sees a regular Jew, he, he wasn't dressed in his hat and his jacket. He tells him, look, the only thing I can do for you there's a big, big, uh, 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 a lot of people coming now. The only thing I can do for you is you can, you can sleep in the lobby. Okay, I'll sleep in the lobby. What are you going to do? 
he starts sleeping in the lobby on the side of the lobby, not, not just in the middle of the lobby, on the side of the lobby, and he starts sleeping in the middle of the lobby, he starts on the side of the lobby, that's what I said he did. Now he opens up the, he had, he had like a lamp, like light, to open up with the, with the candle in order to learn. So he opens up the thing, and the guy, the owner is screaming at him, excuse me, what are you doing? You're in the lobby, you're playing games away with the lights, like what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? There's no lights over, you want, you can sleep, that's it, you're lucky you came, you know, screaming at him. Okay. An hour later, who shows up? There was a Rabbi Kodnavar Rebbe from Baranovich. He came in with his whole all his Hasidim. He came in, the Hasidim came in. The Bet Alevi, they came, they came, they came into this inn. The hotel owner, he was waiting for the for the for the Admor, for the big Rebbe to come. So as soon as he came in, all of a sudden he told his employees and he's like, "Open up, open up all the lamps. Let's go. All the lamps in the lobby is open and this and that." And uh, and the Admor came in from Baranovich and he's he's there. And now they're about to pray. He goes. He wants to wash the klayadim before, without a belacha, of course. He wants to get ready for for for, for thing. He's going for the sink to, to to wash up a little bit. As he's going to the sink, he sees somebody on the floor. He looks. He almost fainted. He literally almost. Who does he see there? He sees the bed of Levi. He literally almost fainted. So what are you doing on the floor? What are you doing on the floor? You look at the What are you doing on the floor? What are you doing on the floor? He couldn't stop. All of a sudden. He hear the hotel owner hears that the Rebbe, the 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 Admor, the 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 from Baranovich, he's he's hearing him screaming. He's like, oh my goodness, now he realizes what happened. And he says, Oh my goodness, who who are you talking to? The guy on the floor. Well, he's the Beta Levi, you know, he's the biggest rapper in our generation, the Beta Levi from Brisbane. It's going on. And he says, I'm so sorry, Rabbi. I didn't know it was you. I feel bad for you. I feel bad what I did. I feel bad. Forgive me. Forgive me. You know what the Bidavi says? I'll forgive you on one condition. In two weeks, you come to my house. And I'll forgive you at my house. I'll forgive you. Two weeks later, passes. Two weeks later, passes. And the guy, he goes to the Beit HaLevi's house. And he says, let me, let, let me show you how you respect everybody. And he had Akhnasat Ochim. The Beit HaLevi had, it was tremendous. Everybody, anybody knows the Beit HaLevi, he had tremendous Akhnasat Ochim. He invited guests, whoever, it didn't make a difference who the guy is. He's an important person, not an important person. But the Chidush was, even the most non-important, so-called non-important person, that you would think, he gave him the most kavod. He gave him the most honor. What, what difference does it make? He's a Jewish person. You have to give the most kavod. You have to give the most honor. What kind of business is that? Oh no, let me see how much zeros he has in his bank. Who cares? He's a Jewish guy. He's a human being. You give the most respect to a human being. No, but he looks funny. He has a crooked nose. Who cares what kind of nose he has? He's a human being. You're going to give him the most of respect. And therefore, after this, it said about the hotel owner, after he saw how the Beit HaLevi acted towards every person, I gave him the most honor, I gave the most dignity, his Zaknasat Ochim was never the same ever again in his whole entire life. Why? Because he learned. You give respect to everybody. Because why? Because they're, they're deserving of it. Why are they deserving of it? Because you have to know what a human being is. They have it. Salem Ochim. They have godliness in you. You're not going to give respect. If you would see God right now walking in, you're not going to give Him respect. 
One of the questions that they ask after 120, did you crown your, fr- your, your, your friend the king? Did you give him the right respect? And now we're learning a great lesson. What is the, the psychic of the person to, to, to not grow? What is the psychic of the person to sin? What is the psychic of the person to not do, to fail in life? There's one thing in the brain. He doesn't realize how great he is. He thinks he's a regular Joe Schmo. You're wrong. You don't know who you are. That's the biggest mistake. You know, the, the Balei Musa, they have, a, they have a statement. You know, the guy knows his, his defaults. Oh, I know I don't do this good. I know I don't do this good. Woe to a person, you know, he doesn't know what he's not good at. But a bigger woe to the person, he doesn't know what he is good at. Meaning what? You have to know that you have value to you. And if you're not, there's things that's going to happen. Oh, you feel like, no, what am I? You know who you are. You, you can't do that. You have to value yourself in the highest level. The Beta Levi, he's telling this guy, you, you didn't value myself. Why? Because you didn't see me with, a, with, 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 my, with, my, with, my, with my, my hat and my jacket and my suit. I'm still a Jew. I'm still, I'm still a human being. I'm still a, what, what, what are you doing? What, what, what do you think you're doing? And that, that's, the important, that's the important lesson of the whole EBDV. That's the whole EBDV, by the way. That's the whole EBDV. And you know what else we do? I'll tell you. We take, let's say, he's leaving. Everybody knows he's leaving. Guys, and by the way, I want to tell you something. In Shanghai, Rabelais Malin in Shanghai, they would go ahead, and you know how they have horse and buggy. So in Shanghai, it says back then, the the people, the people in Shanghai, they would be themselves. Like a person walking like the carriage. Instead of the horse, they themselves are pulling the carriage. And they wanted, they wanted, they wanted people to, to, to ride, on, ride on their carriage and then pull it so they, they, they can make money. So they came to Rebbe Mal and they said, you want to go on? I'll give you a ride. You don't have to walk. He says, no. It's known that the whole time in Shanghai, everybody knows the rabbi never went on one of these carriages where the guy is pulling it. He says, why? why, why? The, the Shanghai people from Shanghai, they were doing it. He says, why? We want to make money. Why not doing it? He says, I can't, I can't see a human being carrying like an animal. I can't do it. You, I just, it doesn't go. You don't know who you are? I know who you are. And you're pulling it like an animal? You're not an animal. I'm sorry. I, I, I just can't ride it. I, just, I, I can't lower myself that feeling that this is what it is. I just can't do it. And that's why he didn't go. And that's why if you look, it says that at all the Averot, a person, let's say he's Mahalal Shabbat, right? Do we go and take his ear and say, Oh, the ear who didn't hear at our Sinai that you're the slave of God should get pierced? We don't do that. When do we do that? We only pierce the ear where? Where? Where after six years you're a slave and you say, Oh, I like my master. He's treating me good. I get Hadid uh, whiskey, I get great uh, steaks, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. Only then, we take you by the ear, we go and we, and we go stub your ear. Why only then? Oh, you know why? The ear who didn't say, who didn't hear at Sinai that you're my slaves? You didn't hear that you're my slaves? You're not somebody else's slaves? This is going to be the ear that's going to be pierced. Why, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? So if a guy's Mehalel Shabbat, do the same thing. The ear, pierce his ear. The ear who didn't hear. So Shabbat. We're gonna pierce here. Right, Josh? Is that a good question? It's a solid question. Why are we doing all of that? I'll tell you why, I'll tell you the reason why. The reason why we're only doing it by the Evid is because the Evid didn't learn his lesson. The whole six years was to prove to him that you are so great. You're the you're the son of God. 
You're the son of Hashem. Do you know who you are? And he didn't get the point. He says, no, I like my slave. You missed the point. So now I have to take you here and remind you, you are the slave of God. And therefore, for the rest of your life, this piercing is going to be on here. So you remember, you're the slave of God because you didn't learn the lesson for six straight years. Now we have to tell you because you still didn't learn your lesson. Only then we tell them, listen, give me your ear. Why? Because you still didn't get it? You know who you are? And then hopefully after he gets a stubbed ear, he says, what are you doing that for me? Because you didn't hear well in Matan Torah, you are the slave of God. Oh, you want to be my slave or you want to be the slave of God? I want to be the slave of God. Maybe that will turn him around. Understand? So we're reminding him, listen, what about the PSC? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? Because you didn't hear. You want to be my slave? You know who you are. You're the slave of God. You're not my slave. And that's why we have to we have to remember this lesson that what that you have to know you have to elevate yourself. You're not a cat. You're not a dog. You're not like that. You can't. You can't. You, 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 you're above. 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 Imagine you see a person getting angry and going crazy. What do you mean? Da, da, da. You laugh at the guy. You let in your mind like the guy's a psychopath. Well, what are you doing? You ever see a guy get? You ever see anybody getting angry? No, Josh, you haven't seen anybody in here? You, don't, don't you look at the guy and you say to yourself, like, this guy's psycho. Yes or no? The guy has done. Why has done? Why? Why? You never got angry in your life? Because the answer is, you look at the guy, why are you getting crazy? You're nuts. You, you, you're acting like an animal. You, you, an animal goes, wah, 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 You ever hear a lady scream like crazy? Like, what, what, what's going on? You look at the lady, like, what are you screaming? Like, like, like a lunatic. What are you screaming like a lunatic? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The answer is, she, she has to know, and the people have to know, how great you are, how, how great the person, the, the individual is. You have to understand how great the individual is. It's not a joke. You think it's Islam? You think it's, you think it's regular? It's not regular. It's real. It's real. You know, one time, in, in Havit Haim's time, in Russia, they were, they were recruiting uh, guys to the army. And, and, and the yeshiva bachrim, the yeshiva guys, they didn't want to get recruited. They wanted to learn Torah. And you know, you know what the yeshiva guys did? Should I tell you what they did? This is what they did. They starved themselves to look very, very weak. Very, very weak. And now when the army was going to pick it up, how do you ever see a skinny guy? You're not going to take him to the army. So that's what they did to get out of the army. But in the Havetz Haim is yeshiva. It's brought down. The Havetz Haim would tell all the Bakhurim, you're in my yeshiva, you got to eat. What do you mean? They're going to they're gonna take us to the thing. No, we'll figure out how you're not going to be taken, but you're going to eat. So they asked, Tavai Sayyim says, why are you making them eat? Let them starve, and when they starve, what's going to be? The army's going to come in, they're going to see these guys very, very skinny, they're not going to take them as, as troops. He says, no, 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 you're not understanding. When a person feels good, and healthy, and strong, he's going to learn better. The biggest thing that we have in our life is learning Torah. So therefore, they're going to get weak and skinny and feel so weak. They're not going. To, they're going to feel their body like weak, weak, weak. They're not going to learn good, and they don't learn good. Then what, 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 what are you doing? You're just killing the whole purpose. The Torah is going to protect us. The Torah is going to save us. And if that's the case, if you're my, we'll figure out how we're going to save, get saved from from being drafted. But if you're learning Torah, you need to have health and energy. You need to have your health and you have to have your energy. You know, even the Gemara speaks about fasting for Tamil Hakam. They said, they, 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 they frowned upon it. You Tamil Hakam? What are you doing? You're like, you're like, you're like, you're fasting is zero. Why? Because we need you to learn. You need Koch. Rashi says, we, we need, you need to have Koch to learn. So therefore, what's the point? The point is, you have to strengthen yourself. You have to feel good. You know, you have to feel good. 
Hafez Chaim. You know what he used to do in his Be Midrash? It was late at night. He would go around and he would shut the lights. 11 o'clock. Want to go to 2 in the morning? Want to go? He said, what about tomorrow morning? How are you going to have the energy? How are you going to learn tomorrow? You have to feel energetic. You have to feel good. A lot of times a person doesn't succeed in learning. Why? He's going and staying up till 3 in the morning, and the next day 3 in the morning, and the next day 3 in the morning. And then he realized, ah, oh, I don't have energy the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. What happened? Take care of yourself. Just take care of yourself. You have to feel good. You have to feel great. And that's what it is. You have to feel good. You have to feel confident. A lot of times a person's growing in his life. Take a lady, she's growing in tzniut. She wants to wear skirts. She wants to wear more tzniut. And then all of a sudden, what happens? She, she gets deflated by people telling her, oh, you became religious now. What do you think you are? This, that, that. And all of a sudden she says, you know what? Maybe it's not for me. And she throws the towel. It's the opposite. She says, yes. I am becoming more religious. And I'm very proud. I'm the daughter of Hashem. And if this is the way He wants me to dress, I'm very proud to be the daughter of Hashem. You did it opposite. You did it. You did it. Yes, I'm happy. Yes. Wow. You just changed everything around. And therefore, that's the great lesson that we learn from Evadivri. The lesson that we learn from Evadivri is to strengthen yourself and believe in yourself to know who you are. Because the psychic of a person, when he falls in failure, is because he doesn't realize what he's made out of. And therefore we keep on training the Evan and giving him the best of the best to train him, understand your value. And when we understand our value, so we'll, we'll serve Hashem on the greatest levels. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.